Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that could help you sleep, focus, act, or be better? Well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. I know because it's definitely helped me too. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the only meditation app advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has three-minute SOS meditations for you. Need some help falling asleep? They can help you with wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has stuff that you could do with your kids too. And their approach to mindfulness can help you reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Like I said, I use Headspace as well. I used to use it back in the day, then I got off of it for a while to use another tool. But then, honestly, I came back to it, and it's even better. The voicing, the meditation, it definitely, even just with five minutes a day, it really changes everything for me. It's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Incredible. So you deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. So go to headspace.com slash SPI. That's headspace.com slash SPI for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash SPI today. This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 127. Is the music ready? All right, let's go. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, who, while he was still an architect, tried to design the thingamajig, Pat Flynn. Hey, what's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to session 127 of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know, I couldn't be happier that you're here, and and I'm so happy to be here as well. And to start off the show, before I get to today's interview with today's special guests, I have have an important announcement to share. This is something I shared on Facebook yesterday, but it's something that's been on my mind for quite a while, ever since I interviewed Adam Braun in episode 102, actually. That was about six months ago. And for those of you who don't remember Adam, he is the founder of an organization called Pencils of Promise over at Pencils ofpromise.org and his organization helps to build schools all around the world and ever since that interview with Adam I've just been so inspired to figure out you know what I can do now now that I've you know had some success in my life what can I do to give back to those who really need it just like Adam did something beyond you know passive income online and build you know building blogs and businesses you know what can I do and so I'm extremely happy to announce that I've been working with Pencils of Promise and my wife and I decided that we're going to donate to build a school in Ghana, Africa by the end of the year. And I I like this is just one of the most incredible feelings uh, in in the world. Like I just cannot express how oh my gosh, how excited I am for this uh, for this opportunity and and just how thankful I am for the opportunity and thankful I am to you because you guys, those of you who listen to the show, those of you who have supported the blog and my brand and everything that's been going on, those of you who click on affiliate links or just click on links or share things on Twitter or Facebook, I mean, you are the reason why I am able to do this now. I mean, I'm only 31 years old and I thought I was going to be doing this. Like, you know, I've always had aspirations for donating, you know, in big ways like this to people who really need it, but I didn't think I'd be doing it at this age I I always wanted to do this and to know that I can do this now like because of you because of the support that I've had from all of you this is just you know you guys are having an impact on this world too as supporters of this brand and like I want you to know that 
give that like there's something amazing that happens when you give and you, you so many of you have given to me so i'm going to keep paying it forward and giving it to others too and you know what also is really important to me is you know my son he's like four and a half now, almost five. He's in preschool now. He just started preschool last month. And, you know, I go into his classroom and he, he's in a brand new school here in San Diego. It's a STEM school. And he's got multiple teachers. They got like technology, like laptops and iPads in their in their classroom and all these books and stuff. And he comes home every single day so excited about everything he did that day. He's telling me stories about everything they did in class. And it's just, it's just so incredible. And ever since... You know, re, you know, starting preschool with with my son. You know, my wife and I drop him off every day and pick him up. You know, I couldn't help but think about Adam and what he was doing for all these kids around the world who don't have this opportunity to experience what my son does. And so that is why I'm I'm so incredibly thankful for this opportunity to give this kind of experience to people out there who really really need it around the world. And so, man, I, I can't even tell you just the feelings that are going on inside of me right now. And, you know, for those of you who are listening, I know a lot of you have kids in your car or have kids at home. I mean, just, just, I mean, that that's why I'm doing this. I, I want to be a good example for my son. And I want to show him at this age where he now understands that some people have some things and other people don't. And, you know, he starts, he's starting to get it now. Like, I want to teach this to him now that, that there's, there's joy in giving. And, you know, I wouldn't be where my, where I'm at today without, you know, having given so much, you know, a lot of value and, and tons of things away for free when, you know, a lot of people have called me crazy for not charging for it. It's always come back to me. And, you know, I'm not asking for anything in return for doing this. I'm not expecting anything. I'm not expecting news articles and headlines or whatever. I don't, I don't want anybody to start blogging about it, but I just want to raise awareness for one giving, but also the people who really need things. And so that's why I encourage all of you to keep pushing forward. If, 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 it, if you're having struggles right now or if you you know aren't feeling the energy or the motivation to do stuff i mean there's so many other bigger things out there that need us so put in the hard work because there are a lot of people out there that need us so you know that's my message today i could talk about this for hours because i'm just so excited about it but you're you're gonna hear more about it on the blog i'm gonna be keeping you posted with pictures and things like that i'll actually get to visit and and visit the school when the kids are in class at some point next year um and, and there'll be a way for you to get involved too, I think. So, you know, I'll stay posted. I'll, po- I'll be posting more information about this on the blog very soon. But just, again, thank you. Seriously, the Flynn family thanks you from the bottom of our hearts to, uh, to be able to do this for other people in the world. So awesome. Now, let's get to today's episode. And today's episode actually stems off of a previous episode that we've done, episode 99. If you don't remember episode 99, that was with Jessica and Cliff LaRue, one of the most popular recent episodes we've done because they are a couple, a husband and wife couple who have been making over six figures a year by going to department stores around their area, going to the clearance rack, buying things that are that are really cheap and selling them on Amazon for much more and making 100 thousand dollars a year in profit in profit like that is incredible and that episode again episode 99 you could listen to that if you'd like smartpassiveincome.com slash session 99 it was extremely popular and uh i know a lot of people who have since created their own sort of program or business just like uh what jessica and cliff are doing i actually tested out myself i went to best buy i found some headphones that were on the clearance rack that i saw were being sold on amazon for about you know two or three times more and uh, I made about 40 bucks profit with just one day's work, which is pretty awesome. And so if you, you know, I can see how this can be scalable. However, today's guests, Ryan and Daniel from RyanandDaniel.com, they're doing e-commerce 
on Amazon. They're selling their own products that they are getting manufactured and that sort of thing. So we're going to be talking about e-commerce today, specifically with tips and strategies and stories from Ryan and Daniel, again, from ryananddaniel.com, who are making millions doing this. Like It's, it's like episode 99 but on a whole new level. And so we got a lot of tips and strategies from uh, Ryan and Daniel here. So um, without further ado, I've done enough talking already. Hopefully I've, I've inspired you, but let Ryan and Daniel inspire you as well. Here we go. What's up, everybody? I'm so happy to welcome Ryan and Daniel to the show who are doing some amazing things with e-commerce. I know we talked about e-commerce in episode 99 with Jessica and Cliff who are doing some stuff with Amazon. Well, Ryan and Daniel have sort of taken that to the next level. And I, you know, I just want to have them come on and talk about what they do and how, how they're doing and hopefully give us some tips and tricks and strategies that we can use if we're really interested in e-commerce, which I know I am. It's like one of the next things I want to get into in terms of experimenting on Smart Passive Income. So first of all, welcome Ryan and Daniel to the Smart Passive Income podcast. Thanks, Pat. Appreciate you having us here. Yeah, thanks. It's nice to be here. Yeah, I appreciate it. I know, um, you know, let's, let, let's just start with you, Ryan. Tell us a little bit about what, what it is that you guys do, and even maybe before that, how did you guys get into this? Yeah, sure. So I, first off, I've been inter- doing internet marketing and just uh, kind of business in general for about 10 years now, a little bit longer, and kind of experimented and had several different types of businesses along the way. Started doing e-commerce quite a while ago, actually left doing e-commerce and then found my way back to it about two years or so ago and um, got to connect with Daniel actually while I was on a uh, trip in Austin, Texas. And then we started talking, stayed in touch. And then next thing you know, we just started to partner on uh, one project and started to add more things to the mix. And now here we are uh, a little while later and doing full-blown business together. That's cool. Daniel, when, when Ryan says full-blown business, like what is your business? Can you talk about what it is that you guys do exactly? You know, we private label um, products, so we create new brands, uh, you know, buy products from China and the U.S. and private label them to create our own brands, and, and then we sell them online, uh, mostly on Amazon, but also through our own e-commerce sites. Okay, so, and, so you have your own products that you're purchasing, and, and you're kind of creating a brand around these products. May I ask if, I mean, you don't have to be exact, but sort of what industry are you guys in right now? Yeah, we actually cover a wide array of industries from whether that be health and personal care to pets. We do stuff in, you know, things like aging, the anti-aging market. Um, we, we really are in right now, I would say probably over 10 different specific industries. And we believe that that's a big part to what we're trying to do by not only just building brands, but we build brands in some of the largest marketplaces mm-hmm. so that we can build a successful business. You know, One of the things, Pat, that um, we didn't mention is Daniel and I have a big goal of being able to sell our company. And so we're targeting very specific demographics that would be attractive to a company that's, say, like a Fortune 500 uh, Unilever or something like that that's a conglomerate that is very specific to most demographics and we want to be able to fit into kind of their business model which makes us a little bit different yeah it does and in terms of each of these different niches health personal care pets anti-aging is it just one overall brand that is sort of front front facing for all this or are each of them sort of marked as a different brand to sort of target that niche yeah so we have multiple brands that you know are specifically targeted certain niche okay Uh, so that's how we like to do it yeah 
And what's key about that is we have these specific individual brands that fall underneath our umbrella company. And these brands are all premium based. So our objective is to create a very premium brand and a premium experience with the actual customer and the marketplace that we're in. We want to you know, be the highest price or one of the highest price products and brands. We want to have the best customer support. We want to have the highest quality, the best experience for that customer. So we spend a lot of time and effort and money to do that and, and really set ourselves apart. Is that in terms of the... As far as the experience that you're talking about, is it just the products and focusing on creating high quality products or is there actually ways to continue that relationship with existing customers after purchase? Well, yeah, let me, let me talk to you about this a little bit um, because one of the things that I think is unique is the experience someone has when they buy sort of an everyday product because that's normally what we're selling, sort of everyday type products. Mm-hmm. And if you think to using your credit card or debit card, which you most likely use on a daily basis, now, as a business owner, you probably have a business card. Well, when you receive like your normal business card from, say, Chase in the mail, it normally comes in just a plain white envelope. It's really inconspicuous. As opposed to when you get an Amex black card, it comes in the mail. It's in a big box. You open this box up. It's inlaid in the box. It has all different brochures, pamphlets, all different types of things. It's an experience. It's mm-hmm. not just this white envelope. So I think that initially starts kind of how your, your, your expectations, how you experience the brand, all of those things. There's that initially how someone receives it. So we spend a lot of time creating packaging that when someone gets it, they're just like, wow, you know, it, it, it's got a wow factor. And then they open it up. You know, we have package inserts in our products. They take out the bottle or they take out whatever the product is. And they see the design, they see the logo, everything looks crisp, clean, it's very well done, the colors are popping, you know, everything is really, real well put together. And then we actually have a full-on support team and staff that follow up with our customers, whether that be via email, phone, we have an integration process that ties them into our entire social media following. Yeah, so we have this whole system in the back end with our, with our loyalty programs, social media, as well as our weekly giveaway programs that really allow us to tie people in to make an ongoing experience for exactly what we're doing and providing to our audience. Okay, that's awesome. There's this this seems like, you know, in comparison to episode 99, which was great, you know, it was, it was Jessica and Cliff sort of working at their house and going to places and purchasing stuff at clearance prices and then selling them on Amazon and obviously doing really well with it, making over six figures. Uh, do you mind me asking you how well sort of this sort of next level or you know multiple levels above uh, that how well is your business doing Dan do you want to maybe speak to that on what we're what we're actually currently generating on a revenue basis on a kind of a monthly basis right now yeah sure uh, so you know we're doing uh, across the board you know the revenue it's above a million dollars a month uh, and then the our profit margins are you know above 50 percent on average so we're doing pretty well wait did you say a million yeah yeah Wow. Okay. Now I'm going to ask a very selfish question now. And this is obviously for everybody else out there listening. But if I wanted to get into e-commerce and really take it to the level you guys are at, where do I get started? How do I go about doing what you guys do? I think, I mean, the easiest thing to do is you have to start with one product. And anything that you're doing, you know, we 
we've done a really good job of systematizing and processing out this business model. And I really owe a lot of that to Daniel because he had a lot of that set up previously to when him and I kind of joined forces. And through that systematizing and processing, you really can scale. But you obviously have to learn the system yourself. You have to be able to take it from you know, finding a product to actually selling that physical product. And there's a, you know, a few steps definitely in the process. And there's a few things that Daniel and I do every single time when we release a product, for instance. So I think once you've done it one time, you can start to improve upon that process over and over. And every time you do a new product, you really just start to scale or you do a new brand, you plug everything into that system and then just grow it out that way. That's how we've done it, Pat. Sure. So, okay. So the first step is to think of a kind of a product that I'd want to sell, right? Is that, you know, is there any sort of way to discover what products might be better than others before I start, you know, reaching out to manufacturers and things like that? The first thing that we do is we look at the market. So if we're wanting to sell a product, we don't, I don't usually think about the product first. I prefer to have us kind of look at the general market. What is a good market not only for just one product? Because we don't just want to sell kind of tchotchke thing and then be done. We want to sell a brand, you know, and build a brand. So I think what market would allow us to build a brand? So if I'm really big into fitness and maybe CrossFit or something, I would maybe want to try and build something around that. So what could I do? I could sell maybe workout gloves. I could sell maybe a jump rope. Uh, maybe a yoga mat for stretching or cross-training, a foam roller, those types of things. Mm, I could probably build a brand there. And then once I've started that kind of intellectual process, I would go online and we usually have our staff build some type of a market research report. And what this is going to entail is it's just going to entail general market research about that market. So we want to find out what's the typical type of demographic can I find the maybe five to 10 biggest authority sites? What newsletters are out there that maybe down the line I could advertise in, but I can get on those newsletters now to, to learn more uh, mm-hmm. about what, what, what's going on in that, play, in that marketplace? You know, I can, can I go and find the best sellers on Amazon right now, which is really easy. All you got to do is start plugging in a couple of those main keywords and you can start seeing the top 10, top 20 sellers for those, those particular keywords. And then we start to kind of put everything into a PDF or a, a Microsoft Excel document, whatever someone prefers. And then you can look at everything kind of at a higher level and start to go, okay, I want to start aiming towards this product. And that's when you would start sourcing that particular product from that brand. Okay, so it's sort of narrowing down to a niche, discovering how you could possibly serve this particular audience or market sort of vertically, you know, not trying to spread yourself too thin amongst a whole bunch of different niches, but picking one, creating a brand experience, and then in doing even more research. And that's been a theme that's been sort of, you know, pounded to the ground here in the SPI podcast is just how important the research process is. And, you know, that'll save you a ton of time up front. So I think, and I agree that that's a completely important, these market reports and just all the surveying of the competition and what their best sellers are and what could possibly be done to improve. Like I'm sure you're reading other products reviews and seeing what's missing. So you can add those in your products as well. Um, And then from there, sort of just picking one 
product to start with, correct? The one that might give you the most potential uh, at first to, to get into this market. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because we start with Amazon. You know, the thing is that you can really focus your research on Amazon. Uh, so it becomes a lot simpler and, and you know, easier to start. So you can find a product that's selling well on Amazon and just go for that to begin with. And, you know, there's only like two or three things you need to look at, like, you know, pricing and, you know, obviously, yeah, reviews, the competition to see what you can improve upon. But then, like, number of reviews uh, across the board on Amazon, the different products that you're going to be competing with. And then, like, the sales rank, you know, something you look at, you can see kind of the volume and get a good idea of the, you know, the data that you need to know. Uh, just by looking at Amazon and really pick a product that's likely to do very well for you right off the bat. Sure. So, it's, so Amazon and all the, all that research sort of validates going down this path currently. So, okay, exactly. Let's say I'm like, okay, fitness. All right, I'm into that, and I see that there's, um, I don't know, fitness gloves like you were talking about yeah. earlier, and I have some like, good ideas to, you know, create a glove that will do all this cool stuff, right? And um, there isn't like anything else like it or there are but there's some issues with their material and stuff so i want to make sure i have the best material and so where do i go from there okay i have i have this idea now are you guys like do, do you guys have relationships with people in china you said that can create these things for you or are these things already being created and you're just sort of like how, how does that how do i get the actual product like i don't even know where to start with that yeah so the way it works is that you know obviously you can source things from the USA, and you can just do a simple Google search, like, you know, private label, and then the product you're looking for, or wholesale, and then the product you're looking for, manufacturing the product you're looking for, etc. Uh, but that when it goes to China, you know, we actually have an office in China that's just for sourcing, but it's really easy. You know, there's a site called Alibaba.com, mm. and you can kind of use that site as Google, and then search for whatever product you're looking for, and there, you know, they actually vet the suppliers and stuff, the site itself, so you can find qualified suppliers that have been tested and proven and, and you know, they've you know, actually maybe visited their facilities and stuff like that. And, and it's really easy to find pretty much anything you could think of. And almost all these companies offer the option of private label. So they are already creating uh, the product and, and you just, you know, kind of create some design or whatever is, you know, relevant to that specific product. And then they add that to the product. So you get your own branding on it and and that's it. Then you have your own product, and you can treat it as your own product in your marketing when you sell on Amazon. And and it's it's that's how big companies do it as well. It's it's something a lot of people don't realize, and, and they don't you know people don't realize how easy it is to do it. Anyone can do it. That's really interesting. Okay, so my fitness gloves, perhaps I search for them. They're actually already being made. And maybe I mean I would want one that actually is good quality. Of course, I'm sure there's some. QA, you know, quality assurance checks that are involved with picking the right manufacturer. And we can talk about that in a sec. But so I, I find a manufacturer that is creating these already and they have the option of private labeling, meaning I can actually just put my own branding into it. And then you're sort of taking that to the next level and standing out from everybody else who's also getting those same gloves by enhancing the customer experience when they purchase with the packaging yeah. and that whole thing. That's your differentiator. Exactly. Ah, That's a big differentiator for us. You can also, Pat, when you're working with a company, whether it's through Alibaba or another great site for overseas is TTNet. And whether you're working with any company through there or someone else you just found through Google or what have you, you can actually start to customize things a little bit as you like. So if you want something very, very specific, you can customize it and have them do that. 
we usually tell people this isn't the best way to start if it's your first or maybe first few products simply because you may have to pay some additional fees for to set up a new mold for them or to set up some new process or something like that. We usually like to go with what they your private labeling, some slight minor adjustment maybe, and add our brand into it. And it makes it much, much more simpler as opposed to trying to just create your own product right from scratch. Okay. So as far as communicating with these manufacturers, if I want some you know, unique thing done with it, or even if I don't, how are you communicating with them? Is it just via emails, through Skype? Do you actually go there? I would worry about just sending something via email and say, hey, go do this. And then they say, okay, your stuff's going to come in however many days. And I get like <laughs> a thousand of them and they're all wrong. Like, how do you make sure, how do you communicate and how do you make sure it's like correct? I mean, there's a couple of things you can do. You know, you can obviously get like a sourcing agent in China and stuff, but that's comes later on. So initially you can, you know, really, you know, vet them just like online. So you can, for example, you can have them, uh, you know, jump on Skype with you with video chat and show them your products, like show them and have, have, have them show you uh, your units through Skype or through, through you know, uh, images and stuff, have them take pictures before you like, you know, approve the order and send them like the last payment, which is usually 70%. You can actually like get them to, you could even have them ship a product to your house, like one of them or something just to see it make sure it's all good. So there's things, ways around it. Um, and in terms of like, you know, being, um, you know, feeling comfortable ordering and stuff through just like via email and phone, like you can say things like you're going to come visit the factory before, you know, you send them the final de- deposit and all this kind of stuff that can really, it can really help you, you know, feel secure and, 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 and safe person you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically what you're trying to do, Pat, is you're trying to um, have them jump through a few steps to really almost prove themselves to you. A lot of people, when they go after suppliers, it's like, oh, will you do this for me? Will you please, my, the minimum order quantity is 1,000. Will you please only do 100 units? We don't really think about any of that stuff until we've kind of had the actual supplier prove to us that it's really worth us doing business with them. So we kind of flipped the switch on it a little bit. And we'll run them through the paces. We want to see them on Skype. You know, if they're not a real factory, they're definitely not going to want to get on Skype. If you tell them, I want to come visit the factory, you know, send me the address. Uh, when's a good time for me to come? If they kind of balk at you being able to do that, you know, that's a big red flag right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. You know, you can take their address, their phone number, all that stuff, do Google searches for it to make sure nothing negative is coming back. If you do use the Alibaba or TTNet, they they have an actual grading system within the platform. So you can see how long they've been selling there, whether they're a trusted seller, verified, uh, have certain ratings, all that stuff within those platforms. So there's a lot that you can actually do to protect yourself. But at the end of the day, 95% of the time, I would say it comes down to common sense Mm -hmm. and being able to just kind of, you know, use your, your judgment um, we also, we definitely get product samples. You know, we just had, and what's great is we have someone in China, obviously, that, um, that can look at our samples. So I had a sample shipped on our Sunday, which is their Monday, to China. They received it the same day. She took pictures, they made a video, you know, gave me the feedback, and everything looked great about the product, but there was one thing. The material actually kind of smelled funny. So obviously huh. that would have been a really bad thing that I couldn't have noticed myself unless I would have gotten that sample. 
So, you know, yeah. that's, a, that's another big thing is we always recommend getting samples so you can inspect it and understand the quality and uh, maybe any nuance that you may not have known from a picture. Yeah, the smell of vision isn't here yet, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, and then I'm sure down the road, like years down the road, with everybody in the house having a 3D printer, you know, we'd be able to just ship a file. Like, how crazy will that be? But anyway, <laughs> um, okay, so... I find a manufacturer, he's like, okay, and we're working together, and I get the sample, and it's cool, and it's, it's like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. Where do I go from there? I want to sell these online. Are they all going to be shipped to my house or to my you know, storage unit or whatever, and then I actually sh- ship them myself? Or are you guys doing drop shipping? Like, How does the delivery process work from these products? So the easiest, easiest way to get started, uh, and this is one more reason why we start with Amazon, is that, you know, and why anyone pretty much should start with Amazon is that they have a service called Fulfillment by Amazon uh, or FBA. And so you will actually ship your products or have the manufacturer ship your products directly to their you know, warehouse. Okay. And, and they will actually fulfill the products to each customer. They will you know, handle the customer support and everything. So all you have to do is just give the manufacturer their address and, and their ship, you know, the shipping labels from Amazon that Amazon provides you with and you're done. And then they'll sell your pro- the products for you. You just need to market them online and kind of do the fun stuff, you know, put it on Amazon and, and market it and everything is taken care of for you. So it's really, really easy. Yeah, for those of you listening, uh, we talked all about Amazon FBA in episode number 99, smartpassiveincome.com slash session 99. And even after that episode, I tried it myself. I actually bought some stuff at Best Buy that I saw on clearance. And I got to go through the whole process of you know, putting putting it online and, and getting the printing lab- labels to ship to, a- to Amazon. And you know, I've sold three out of four of them. And I'll talk probably talk more about that in the future um, as I get more into e-commerce. But it was it was a really fun experience, and I, I I didn't even think of that. Okay, you get the manufacturer to send it to Amazon first. You have to put in the products and stuff, and they'll they'll tell you the exact address. It kind of differs depending on location and stuff. And you know, they always check to see how much supply of something they have in one warehouse, or you might actually need to send it to multiple warehouses. But okay, that's cool. Now, how do I sell them? They're in the they're in Amazon now. They're going to fulfill them for me when they sell. They're going to deal with customer service when they sell. Um, at this point, also, the, the packaging is done. Excuse me, let me rewind a little bit, Ryan and Daniel. In terms of the packaging, does yeah. the manufacturer of my fitness gloves take care of the packaging for me, or is that a completely separate sort of person I'm dealing with? It's going to depend on your actual supplier. So what we always recommend people to do and what we do is we communicate with our supplier exactly what we're wanting to accomplish and see what they can do. Sometimes people will provide a packaging, kind of like a a general packaging that they can do, but it may not meet our standards. We have kind of a philosophy, though, that it needs to be good enough to start. So on our first order, we're wanting to kind of get it out the door. And then as we're testing that product, and then we can always improve upon it down the line. We never want one little thing to be a big holdup and hold us back you know, weeks or months at a time because speed of implementation is critical for our business. Mm-hmm. And so if they, if they can't provide what we're looking for, we will look for another packaging or uh, supply type company for us. Now, it may be a company in the United States or it may be a company in China. Typically, if, the, if we're sourcing the product in the U.S., initially we will source the actual packaging within the United States as well. Because when you source it in China, you're going to normally buy you know, maybe 5,000 units at a time. So mm-hmm. if we're only placing an order for 500 or 1,000, 
there's no point in kind of going to that level yet. Uh, after the first order, we normally do, though. And if we're sourcing it in China, obviously, or somewhere in the Asia part of the world, we'll want to kind of find the packaging in that same part of the world so that we're not shipping something from the United States to China and then back. Right, right. Okay, so okay, so it all depends on sort of where's where Location, things are happening. Yeah. Okay. In terms of the stuff that goes inside, you had mentioned that in the beginning when you talked about customer experience, which I th- which I, I think is huge. You know, I get packages from Amazon every once in a while that have some really nice flyers, and it actually gets me interested in their brand. Is that that's all with the packaging service that you're using as well? Yeah, like that's all exactly. that's all done by other people. It's just it gets boxed up. Those flyers go in there, and then they it goes to Amazon like that, right? Exactly. And normally what will happen is if we're doing the package and the, the kind of inserts or whatever from the same company, we'll ship that to our supplier. Our supplier will put our product in the box with the inserts, fold it all up, box all that up, ship that to Amazon. That's cool. Daniel, what are some of the big mistakes that people who are doing this sort of thing make, whether they're things that you've done that you wish you didn't do or you know other people you see doing this? What 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 do people get wrong mostly? I would say you know uh, quality and and branding. So you know people tend to you know not put enough emphasis on branding in my opinion, and actually having you know um, a product like that they kind of you know like packaging for example, it doesn't come translate as a premium brand instead of like just a cheap thing from China for example. So that is a, that makes all the difference in the world. You know whether you to sell it as a low-cost item and try to compete on price, or if you really create something, and that's not hard to do. You just need some, you know, better packaging, maybe you know, like an insert, and stuff, make it look nice, and then you market your product as a premium product, and you demand a premium price, so you price your product higher. That's really when the magic happens for some reason on Amazon, because one, Amazon likes that they want to make more, they make more money per sale from you than the competition, because you. You know, are selling for a higher price, so they want you to, you know, do better. They want you to do well, so they'll actually show you. Uh, they're more inclined to show you uh, across the board on the side. And number two, uh, uh, you know, customers on Amazon actually like that if you have, you know, certain things in place. Like if you have a really good listing, so your good images, you know, on your product page on Amazon, good, good descript- description, title, stuff like that. And then you have a high price, and you get good reviews. So if you have all those like three elements combined, uh, then you really can't dem- like justify the higher price. And people are going to look at you. They're going to be browsing Amazon, and they're going to come across your product. And they're going to look at you, and they're going to think, you know, oh wow, this is really a reason. This is definitely the best product. It really looks like the best product. It has, has you know really good reviews. Maybe the best reviews, the best product page. It looks really premium, really nice, and it has the highest price. So mm-hmm. they're gonna want to buy your product funnily enough and and we've seen like that raising the price a lot of the time will actually get you more sales not less sales right just I've, because you stand out even more yeah I've, I've, I've personally experienced that too with my online products actually Daniel and it's um you know it's yeah. interesting actually when I when reading a lot of Amazon reviews I always read the reviews before I purchase something and a lot of times the reviews talk about like how the packaging is it's it's funny, and so I can imagine the packaging experience. If it if it's really cool for the customer, they'll talk about it in their in their review, and obviously it adds to their reviews. And um, so, Ryan, same question for you. What are some other mistakes that people might be making when they're trying to do what you guys are doing? 
you know, I think one of the biggest uh, pitfalls people fall into is they get so excited just to, like starting any type of business. Entrepreneurs are, are really excited, wanting to move things forward. They start to get a little bit too quick on certain things. The biggest one in my mind is market research. I really think people, especially in building e-commerce the way that Daniel and I do it and focus People think, oh, I just found this product or a lot of people are doing really well with this product. I should sell this product too. And they don't really maybe understand the fundamentals of why that product's selling or why it may be a good product. So they'll try and sell one hot product. That might go okay. And then they try and sell another hot product, but it's totally separate and it's disjointed. And now their brand doesn't really make sense. It has a little bit of identity crisis, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So I think if people spend more time up front focused on research, it's going to pay you absolute dividends in the future. And I really think that it's so important because just think, Pat, when you go to launch your product, if you did your market research properly, you should now know the 10 to maybe 20 sites that would be absolutely ideal for you to get your product in front of. These are niche sites that are authorities. They already have an audience. Maybe they have an email list you can advertise in. Maybe you can do a giveaway off their site, any of that stuff. And you're basically getting your product in the hands or trying to get your product in the hands of the ideal customer. And those are all the people right there. And that's just one example of proper market research and how when you go to launch a product, it's going to save you countless amount of time and then really help to exponentiate your, your actual and expedite your, your sales. Mm-hmm. In terms of marketing, and you touched on this a bit, um, I think targeting niche sites and authority sites in that particular niche you're in is really important. And obviously you would know what sites those were if you did the proper research, like you said. But what else or are you guys doing to market your products? Are you just relying on the sort of magic of the Amazon algorithm and, you know, this is similar to this product and, you know, and that sort of thing? Um, and, and Or are you actively promoting these products to, to, you know, beyond just, you know, going to other sites? Are you doing any paid advertising, things like that? What else are you guys doing to market your products? Yeah, so we have a really special system that we develop, you know, just like around Amazon, you know, just, you know, for Amazon, we have stuff for e-commerce too, but for Amazon, we have a very specific system that really like works with, like you said, the Amazon algorithm to, you know, give us like the things that make it tick. So, for example, on Amazon, reviews are huge. They're absolutely huge. Like you said, everyone looks at reviews before they, you know, make a purchase. They mm-hmm. look at the reviews on Amazon. Uh, and Amazon wants reviews. They love reviews. That's, you know, like their bread and butter. And then, obviously, sales, because that's a sign of popularity. So, you know, we do things to increase the amount of reviews and the amount of sales. And we really focus heavily on, on what happens after someone's, someone buys. So, their experience after the buy, we just you don't focus on just getting the sale and then that's it. You try to really uh, make people uh, happy like after they buy. So, you know, one, just having really good packaging and interest, you know, again, like you said, people will comment on that and review the stuff because they notice that kind of stuff. It's, you know, more than what they're used to. And then, you know, we might have something in the insert, like an offer. We get them to an opt-in page and they could get, you know, some kind of maybe like a discount or even another free product or something or an ebook, And then, we keep communicating with them and just like it's kind of like, an infra, like a digital product uh, backend system that we have in place to really please our customers and continue in, interacting with them and build a relationship with them 
Uh, and then we use that to get even more reviews. Like, let's say we have a brand and multiple products, we can use that follow-up system to get reviews for other products too, and more sales and better reviews and and all these things that just really it becomes like a snowball effect. Uh, and it gives us all the things that make our products really tick on Amazon. Uh, and that's like that's kind of the secret sauce and something that pretty much no one is doing on Amazon, and we really have mastered. And that's one of the reasons we have, you know, employees and stuff in place to really manage that. And Pat, we call that our internal promotion engine. So we believe that you need to have some type of um, strategy to promote the cust- to the customers that you acquire. You know, your customers are your most valuable assets. So we want to have something in place to do that. And that's what Daniel's talking about. We also have our external promotion engine. And that engine is designed to basically acquire new customers. And that includes things like Amazon ads, Facebook ads, traditional social media, SEO, PR, YouTube marketing. Um, you got regular old PPC. I mean, you could throw media buying in there, email drops. All that stuff is included in external promotion engines. And we basically have process sheets and task sheets for our entire business and once we start one, we kind of have a, a, you know, is it either red, which means it's not started, green means it's run, yellow means it's kind of like in process. Mm-hmm. And we have these process sheets for each of these external promotion engines. Some will work better for others, and we just kind of start launching them. And then we have the whole process of managing, scaling, tapering off, et cetera, on each of those processes. That's really cool. It sounds very intricate, very purposeful, and the systems are in place to help you and your business grow, which I think is really cool. And that sort of brings me to my next question. You know, in episode 99 with FBA, I mean, that's something you could start out small. You can just find a few products at the store like I did that were on discount and sell them online. And, you know, I did turn a profit on that, but I'm stopped now. And I was really happy with that process, but I'm I'm moving on or I can just take it as slow or as however as I want. This, however, can someone just sort of leisurely do this or would you consider somebody who wanted to be successful with this? They, they sort of have to go all in with it. I think it could be. Say, sorry, go ahead, Daniel. Yeah, I would say it can definitely be, you know, done leisurely by, you know, pretty much anyone. I've seen people from like all walks of life, all ages, all experiences, success in, in major ways with this business because it's so simple. You know, Amazon makes it so simple by handling all the complicated stuff for you. You just need to find a product, you know, you know, get a little bit of design work done to kind of brand it. You know, it's you can do it with yeah, one product and just make a killing with one product, then just ship it on Amazon and, and you, so a lot of times you don't even have to do much to make it sell on Amazon. You just need to create the right type of product, like Ryan said, do really good re- research to find the right type of product and then just create a really good, you know, your own brand version of that product and then you might not need much, maybe you know, few few like a dozen reviews, you know, twenty, thirty reviews, and and that might be it. You might start selling, and and if you do it the way we, you know, talk about, like you create a premium brand, so you can, you know, demand a really high price, you can price your product high. You're gonna ma- be making, you know, your margins are gonna be so high that you're gonna be making so much money per sale that you might only need a handful of sales per day to be making like a full time income, and and you don't really have to do anything to manage it. Just replenish, you know reorder stock and stuff. So it, it's, it can be incredibly easy to get started to do this. That's cool. So you can sort of take it a little bit slowly. Um, it's obviously a little bit more 
money up front, I would assume. I mean, that's another question, like how much would one need to get started? But, you know, instead of just buying like a couple things at the store, you're going to have to do obviously the proper research um, and, you know, pay money to have these things manufactured for you and shipped and all that stuff. So it's a little bit more in terms of getting started, but it sounds like you could sort of kind of turn this into a semi-passive business. Is that right, Ryan? Yeah, I would say so. And you know what's interesting, Pat, is um, Daniel's first order, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Daniel, but I believe it was less than $300. About 270 was your first inventory order for your actual Amazon product. Um, oh, wow. Mine was about $740, I believe is what it was uh, for my first inventory order. So you can definitely get started for not a massive amount of money, but it is obviously a business and you're going to have some expenses uh, getting set up. The one thing that I will say, and to kind of piggyback a little bit off of what Daniel was saying with the with the things starting to get going kind of on your own, um, is one thing that I would caution is Amazon is great for that. It is really able to help generate lots of sales for you, and you might sometimes not have to do a lot of work to make that happen. Uh, the word of, word of caution is being in the internet game here for over 10 years I highly recommend, though, as you build your business, you focus on building assets for your business. Like Daniel and I talked about, you know, with the loyalty program, building an opt-in email list and things like that. That way, if something were to change and it becomes harder and more challenging, which we believe is coming, you're giving yourself more of an advantage. You also want to develop certain skill sets that I think can actually be applicable in to grow this business in kind of a traditional e-commerce way as well, which could be maybe paid traffic or SEO or a specific marketing strategy. And that way, we've just seen people, Pat, where they've built something, they previously didn't have a solid kind of marketing skill set, they were able to build a full-time business leveraging the power of Amazon, but then something changed within the specific market that they were in and they weren't prepared for it. And then they were kind of on the defense and then it was very difficult for them to get back to where they are. So just kind of a, a you know a, a heads up mm. that it's really important when building any internet business, whether you're an affiliate, selling info products, blogger, et cetera, that you need to kind of think about like how you're running your business and what assets your business is actually using. And, and really, is it a real business? And if you treat it that way, I think those are the people that are going to be safe and can build this to, you know, for decades to come. Yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic, Ryan. And um, it's really important to control as much as you can of your business. I mean, you are potentially creating a business that completely relies on this other website, you know, Amazon. And like we've seen with Google before, you know, Amazon could make changes at any moment in time and completely just turn your business, you know, 180. And um, so it's really important to, and correct me if I'm wrong, to not only sell on Amazon and just have that working for you, and obviously taking advantage of what they've provided for us, but building your own email list, like you said, creating your own assets and potentially creating your own off of Amazon website. Do you guys have an off Amazon website where you're selling these products as well? Yeah, we we use Shopify's platform to basically build traditional e-commerce stores. Mm-hmm. And it works really, really well because you can actually integrate with Amazon's FBA platform within Shopify as well if you still wanted to fulfill by Amazon from your sales off of Amazon. Oh, that's cool. So, I mean, is that ideal? Sort of getting customers from Amazon and then having them later down the road since you know, you're know you working with them and customer service after the initial purchase on Amazon, 
would it be ideal for them to purchase then on your website? Then that way you don't have to pay that overhead or or are you still using Amazon in terms of just the convenience of fulfillment and things like that? Yeah, if you're still using FBA for convenience, it's going to be the same. Okay, and okay. That, that's typically what we're doing unless you end up setting up your own fulfillment house. Um, but yeah, so selling that kind of traditionally is definitely one option. Another area, you know, that we don't have to get into, but just so your listeners are aware, is you can you have a wide open area to start doing wholesale and retail, which we're aggressively going after in the next twelve months. And uh, there's lots of opportunity there, and there's kind of a very big payoff uh, in in that in that realm because you're doing much higher volume normally. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit discounted, but much higher volume at a time. And you can even get Amazon to take over certain brands that you create, which allows for a lot of opportunity as well. Wow, that's this is all really cool stuff. Ryan, Daniel, thank you so much for introducing the audience here and myself to this world that I know nothing about yet. Although, like I've expressed with you guys before when chatting off the show, you know, this is something I do want to get into. I don't know if it's, you know, I don't know exactly what the what the future of sort of SPI and e-commerce look like, but it is something I want to experiment with and obviously bring everybody along with the ride and uh, just see everything I do right and probably wrong too but you know thanks to people like you um you know i got a good head start and i think everybody else out there is inspired to potentially see what can happen in this world too so ryan daniel thank you so much for coming on before we go where can people go to uh, get for uh, get more information from you guys so the best place that they can go is if they just go to ryan and daniel.com they can find out more information about us and uh connect with us on social media through that actual website Okay, awesome. And uh, before we finish up here, you had mentioned before the interview that you had something to uh, offer the audience here. Oh, yeah. Daniel and I wanted to create just something simple for you guys that would be able to help you get started. One of the biggest things we find that people have trouble with is kind of launching their product and getting momentum. So what we did is we created a step-by-step cheat sheet to launching your first e-commerce product, and you guys will be able to access that inside the resources section of this podcast. Super cool. And you'll get the show note link for that after we hang up. And again, guys, thank you so much for coming on. And I can't wait to see how you guys do in the future. Thanks, Pat. Appreciate it. Bye. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Ryan and Daniel from ryanandaniel.com. Great information, guys. Thank you so much. It's just incredible how many different ways there are to generate an income online, it seems. And and e-commerce is definitely one of the more popular ones and one of the ones I have yet to explore. And it's definitely something I'm looking forward to exploring for you as the crash test dummy here, uh, you know, like I always do. And um, that's going to be down the road. I'm focusing on a lot of the software development, startup type stuff right now with Smart Podcast Player and all these other things. However, if you are getting started um, on your own and you want to get that cheat sheet that Ryan and Daniel was talking about in terms of launching your first Amazon product, you can go to ryanandaniel.com slash pat to go and download that right now. Or you can just go to the show notes and get all the other links that were mentioned in the show, other resources and where to get manufacturers and stuff like that. If you go to smartpassiveincome.com slash session one two seven, you can go ahead and get all that right there. Also, I want to take a quick moment just to thank you. I don't know if you realize this, but you've had, you, the listeners, have made a massive impact on the direction of where Smart Passive Income has gone. Uh, As a result of you, I've been interviewing certain guests that you've recommended. As a result of uh, your recommendations, I've been tackling different topics that are are of high interest to you. Uh, In addition to that, I created a brand new podcast called Ask Pat, which you may have heard of before. And on that show, I answer voicemail questions from you as well. You can actually check that out at askpat.com. But that wouldn't happen if it wasn't for you. Obviously, Ask Pat, there needs to be 
questions in addition to my answers in order to make that show a success. And, and I'm so thankful that uh, it's there and, and I have you to thank for that. I also have you to thank for pushing me to create some online courses to help you through a number of the, of the different problems and pains that you might be having with your online business, uh, the, the scaling of it, just even the start and the process of it. Um, even though there's a lot of great free information here via the podcast, I know, and I know this from my own experience as well, courses can be life-changing because you you purchase a course and you are just in that mindset of actually doing that thing that that course tells you to, to do. And I have a number of different courses available to you if that's the kind of thing you need in order to actually finally start getting results and taking action. So I know a number of you have already taken action, which is fine, like I'm not trying to push these courses on you, but they are there and available for those of you who would much prefer to get that targeted information and the accountability and the hand-holding through those processes. So if you wanna check out and see all the courses that are available to you, all you have to do is go to smartpassiveincome.com slash courses. That's a page that's gonna continually grow over time as well, so keep checking back, smartpassiveincome.com slash courses. I look forward to uh, to hopefully seeing you there. And finally, to finish up, if you are an Android user, you're listening to this on your Android or maybe you're listening to it on your computer but you have an Android phone and you're wondering where is the mobile app for Smart Passive Income for Android users because I've already had an iPhone and iPad version, well, guess what? We have the Android version already available. If you go to the show notes at smartpassiveincome.com slash session 127, there's a link right down at the bottom of the post that will link you to your free Smart Passive Income Android app that's gonna give you all the content from Smart Passive Income from this podcast to the Ask Pat podcast, the blog content and other special things all in one convenient spot on your mobile device. So check it out now, smartpassiveincome.com slash session 127 for the show notes, but you can also go to the bottom and download that app for free, whether you have an iPhone or Android app. Thanks so much, cheers, and I'll see you in the next episode of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI, and today I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point, so I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray, and in it they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure and it always finds a bright side. I really love it, and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.